Lead Time is a weekly dose of leadership insights and interviews from Tim Allman and Jake Bessling. Lead Time is for any leader living in a busy world looking to be inspired, equipped, and empowered to lead others to their fullest potential. This is Lead Time. Welcome to Lead Time. This is Tim Allman here with my brother, Jacob, my brother from another mother. That's what I was saying. <laughs> Jacob Vesseling. This is actually episode 30. Dang We've been no. rolling well over half yeah. a year. Uh, last episode, I hope you joined us. If not, go back and listen to our chat with Mike Barclay, who runs Four Silos Coffee and Brew. This is our second part episode, Beer with Benefits. Not like that beer and the benefits of connecting to the local community. You know, men can be tough to reach in a churchy, churchy type of setting. A few years ago, a book came out describing why men don't want to go to church. Do you remember the title of that book? I think it's Why Men Don't Want to Go to Church. <laughs> it's simple, yeah. The colors on the wall may be more feminine, the events may be more geared toward gals, and all we do at church is we talk about our... How do you feel? How do you feel, Jake? How do you feel? Oh, I'm feeling great today. No, dudes don't want to talk like that. Come on, man. We recognize this as leaders, this problem, this epidemic of massive proportions within the local church. We need more manly men. And was Jesus, let's just pause right there, Jake. I mean, was Jesus a guy's guy? Yeah, was he, he rough relate, and tumble? It's, uh, I love how he could relate to all people, but he was camping out with disciples, yep. hanging yeah. out by campfires, um, out on the mountains, um, probably skipping rocks out back. Um, and so he was able to hang out with some dudes, talk about real life, mm-hmm. shoot the breeze, and uh, do ministry along, and that is ministry, you know, That's hanging right. out with guys and um, relating to them, doing things that they'd want to do. We've talked before. Non-sin oriented. How women like to talk, and I'm looking you in the eyes right now, and it's a little strange, right? But ladies like the conversation in Are the eye, a going a little deep. No, but we're comfortable with our feminine side. But dudes like to do life shoulder to shoulder, you know? So we have different events here at Christ Greenfield, like our NFL kickoff celebration. We've run men's retreats, and even ministry centered around beer. Yeah, years ago when I came to Christ Greenfield, it was about 13 years ago, I met a guy, you probably guys don't even know him, Tom Mizoraka, and he had started a group. Sounds in, like a football player, dude. Oh, he was a great guy. Mizoraka. Great guy. Tom, shout out to you. <laughs> and uh, he had started a group, and he called it Pub, Personal Understanding of the Bible. And I was like, all right, this sounds cool. cool. And so we started meeting at BJ's Pizza, and he basically just had a brief devotion and guys could drink a beer or two and talk about God and relate to each other in that way. And so it then died, though, after a while, and then it got re- re- resurrected by, I believe, Ryan Ermeling. Um, shout out to Ryan for doing that. And it's just a great environment um, to go into the community, uh, to gravitate toward uh, guys that might not walk into your church. And so we're going to talk more today with our guest about his leadership with that and some scalability that we've had recently uh, to go to more groups like that. So today we want to welcome Bart Hyduke to the show. Welcome, Bart. How you doing, brother? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, guys. He currently leads our men's ministry uh, here at church, and we want to talk today about the topic of using beer then to draw men to a relationship with Jesus. Um, kind of fun. Welcome to Lead Time, Bart. All right, let's start with hearing a little of your personal journey with Jesus. We all have, mm-hmm. as we become Christians, a, a personal story about right. that. And a lot of times, listener, you don't maybe know it as well. You don't think your story is valid or as significant as other mm-hmm. people. All stories are valid under the cross because right. Jesus has 
um, won you back from death itself. So Bart, share with us a little of your story. We're intrigued. Yeah. You know, sometimes I wish I had that awesome conversion story like Paul, you know, walking down the road and having Jesus stop and talk to me. He was stoning people, though. Yeah. Well, I'm glad I didn't have that part. (laughs) But, uh, you know, having scales fall from your eyes. But I was baptized as an infant. Um, I went to Catholic schools Mm. from kindergarten all the way through 12. You know, God's always been a part of my life. I've always known who he is. So, um, you know, I've been very blessed that way. But, you know, like many people, there's times in life when I didn't always follow him as close as he would desire or, you know, as close as I, um, should, but, you know, I look back and I just see the amazing ways, you know, some simple, some grandiose so that he was always present in life and, and, and just stayed with me and Mm -hmm. stayed connected with me. So, but, you know, during my faith formation as a kid, I just, I never really, uh, learned how to study the Bible. Mm -hmm. I never, you know, just even, um, had a relationship with Jesus. It was more um, a check-the-box mentality of, of religion. You know, I'd um, go to church every Sunday, say some scripted prayer, say a um, scripted creed, um, and just go through life not maybe asking as many questions or digging in as deep as I really wanted to or or thought to. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, Kristen and I started attending Christ Greenfield 12 years ago, and it was shortly after that that— uh, Rick McClellan invited me to go to uh, bowling, beer, and Bible study. Yeah, Rick. Which, which is, uh, you know, my first Bible study. So, um, well, Going back to you and Chris, I mean, yeah. were you guys going to church at all? We weren't. Okay, no, so we both had yeah, faith. As a kid, but... you did some some stuff with the Catholic Church, and you had faith, but you just kind of slip away. It was checking the box, and so you start, stopped checking the box even, um, yeah. kind of slip away. And then— this study brought you back bowling, beer, and Bible study. That was you're hanging out the bowling alley. And... <laughs> well, you know, coming from Michigan, that's bowling's kind of a, <laughs> a way of life it's in the cold. winter time there. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. A place to stay warm. So um, that was definitely intriguing. And you know, at the same time, you got beer. So yeah. a bunch of guys hanging out. Yeah, a bunch of guys hanging out, and uh, um, the study was you can't take a U-Haul to heaven. And oh, talking wow. about the worldly possessions that. Yeah. We all put stock in, but that's not something that's going to heaven with you. So, so, so Rick came up to you. Do you remember where he came up to you? Like in the courtyard at, at the church or something? And yeah, I had uh, seen Rick in the courtyard, and he was wearing a Detroit Red Wings shirt, so and uh, you know, it's relatable for being both from Michigan. And uh, started conversation with is that him. a hockey team or yeah, it's a hockey team <laughs> from Texas. Come on, <laughs> so hockey works in the desert. Look at the Coyotes. That's true. So a guy, I mean, just the power of going going across the courtyard, across the room, and inviting someone else into what what's going on for you. And so for Rick, it's the men's ministry. So the power of that that one conversation, that one moment. Yeah, I you know I approached him, and he invited me to come to the event. I don't know, a couple of weeks, a couple of months later, whatever it was. Excellent. So you know, and during that time, I just I was these guys had no idea, but I was walking through a dark time. That was when I was kind of in the middle and throes of depression and, you know, just battling that. And then, you know, what kind of effects it has on your marriage and other friendships and I mean, work life, I mean, everything's kind of affected that way. So, but you know, God used those guys and that study to draw me a little bit closer and start teaching me what it's like to have a better relationship with him. Yeah. Um, But um, you know, moving forward from there, just hearing you guys, start preaching a little bit more about what it's like to 
have a relationship with Jesus and focus more on that because he doesn't care which church you go to. He doesn't care what, um, how you do church. He just, mm-hmm. he wants to have a relationship with you. That's, Good. that's personal and, and one-on-one. So that mindset change was, it's just, it's, it's super freeing. That's powerful, brother. Uh, you are a gift to the body of Christ here. And, uh, Bart is actually my realtor. Was he your realtor? <laughs> Bart is my agent. Bart is. So Bart works with people all the time, helping them uh, find their their home of their dreams or maybe just any kind of home that they can rest their head. And, and uh, you do an awesome job interacting with people. You have the gift of being a a connector. And if you're at Christ Greenfield on any given Sunday, you need Bart and you need multiple Barts who are locating uh, those that are downtrodden you, and it's a part of your story, right? I mean, you, is anybody going to notice me? Right. Does anybody care about me right here? Raw, real messy, walking through my own mental, emotional, spiritual. I got questions. I got doubts. I got, I, I just got stuff, man. And is anybody going to notice me in a, in a church? And we have to have, are you raising up? What we call it here is the dynamic of, of shoulder tapping and ICNU conversations. Both of those are huge. Could you talk to us just a little bit? Because you implement that. It, it's going to shoulder tap someone to invite into a respective ministry. Maybe it's to serve or it's just to come and be a part of. Could be a journey group, small group, or anything. You are a master shoulder tapper and having the ICNU conversation with people. And it's because you saw it modeled in Rick. So how, how did that kind of come about for you, Bart? Well, um, first off, I just, it was something I kind of had to force. I was never really comfortable having those conversations, huh. but, um, you know, going back to that time with Rick, it just was something that I needed. I probably didn't realize it, but it, you know, you're led to have that conversation. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it comes down to just making sure that people know that, you know, they're around. I mean, that's, we all yearn to be known, known right. and, mm-hmm. and to have a relationship. We maybe not, don't understand it fully, but, um, mm-hmm. just, to have that conversation in a courtyard and just walk up to somebody and say, Hey, I know you're here. It's right. great to see you today. Um, but after that, it's, it's, you know, a few weeks of that and noticing somebody, but then somebody who's starting to get a little bit more engaged, invite them into that next step. Is it, um, you know, being part of the praise band? Is it being, you know, introducing them to someone else who maybe find out that they've got like me, I've got three daughters. So somebody else who's a dad of daughters and, just invite into that conversation and introduce them to someone new. So helping a member take their next step on their journey with Jesus. I'm curious about your own personal process as it's a Sunday, you're out there. Do you have any kind of notes or is it just all mental kind of organic? Like I've seen this guy doing this in this season and now it feels like the right time. Holy Spirit, give me the right next step for this person. Is that kind of how it is? Or do you even take some notes and pray over people individually? Um, I would say it starts more mentally. Um, I lean on the spirit a lot just mm-hmm. to, I, I'm, I, I remember faces really well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will have to say I've resorted to taking notes a little bit more recently just so that, uh, trying to, you know, um, reach out to people a little bit more and be more intentional. Um, it, and as I meet more and more people, you know, I th- think I heard the number that you can only have 150 true relationships. So Mm -hmm. once you get past that, you've got to just start being more intentional about making sure that you remember who somebody is or what their story is. Yeah. So we're here and here to notice people. And basically what's your courtyard, 
Bart hangs out in the courtyard. But listener, what's your courtyard? Yeah. Is it outside of your cubicle that you're hanging out? Is it the workroom? Um, is it your church? And there's a certain breezeway where people are passing by. And if you have that gift then of noticing people, we all can work on that. Um, but the gift of high fives and hospitality, that's all it really takes is to to linger a little more and notice people and then connect them uh, to other people that they could have community with because we're all lonely at some point. And uh, we, the church is a place for the brokenhearted and those that can find community. Do you know the average size of a local church in America? Do you know the average worship size community? 110. Yeah, it is. It's between 100 and 150. And often that is because a pastor says, you know, I only have capacity to interact, know, and be known by this many people. There's, well, if, I'm a true. doer, <laughs> but if you listener, especially if you're a pastor or a church leader, mm-hmm. equip Bart Hydukes to get out there and expand your circle of influence because Bart's. Bart's got 150. And then Bart, the person that Bart is apprenticing has another 150. That's how a ministry grows and a culture gets set of love and hospitality and care. And I love that point, Jake. What's your, what's your courtyard? And especially in a church setting, right, where men might be coming and they're drag, dragged by their <laughs> wife and they're like, I don't know about this. So let's talk about men for a moment. Many men in churches have a hard time connecting to the church. We talked about the book, uh, Why Men Don't Want to Go to Church. So why do you think it is, though, Bart, um, as a man, uh, maybe one also that had trouble connecting to a church until Rick stopped you in the courtyard and noticed, um, why do they have a problems connecting the church? I, I think it's fear, you know, um, I, whether you haven't been to church in a while, you don't know what's going to happen inside. Do I stand up, sit down? You know, am I, am I kneeling? I don't know what prayer to say. Um, you know, I have that fear sometimes too. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if it's not highlighted on my script, what do I do? Right. You know, or, you know, I mean, guys, I, I said a four letter word this morning or I yelled at my kids on the way to church and. You know, Kids, or, be quiet. We're yeah. getting out of the minivan. <laughs> hurry, <laughs> hurry. We're going to be late. Hi, hi, hi. Um, so, you know, I mean, there's that, uh, the guys may not have the confidence to walk in and, yeah. and, and know what's going on, but, um, or they look around, they think that churches, you know, their perception is everybody at church has got their stuff together yeah. and, you know, their life is, is grand, but I mean, we're all broken and That's right. we've got some deep scars. I mean, yeah, it's just it's it's one of those where I think fear overtakes being willing to open up to a relationship. I have a buddy that I golf with that I invited to Easter and he told me cuz he goes I need to get back. I've been it's been decade, you know, or so since I've been to church. I need to get back. My family needs it. Newly married, got a kid on the way. Invited him here, but he said I don't think I can step in. And I'm like, "Why?" He says, "I'm going to get struck by lightning." <laughs> like lightning, God's going to I mean, it's like, "What?" No. And I literally said that, you know, this is a place for everybody and everybody's messed up. Right. And Jesus wants all of your mess and only he can clean it up. Right. Amen. So pub personal understanding of the Bible. Let's talk a little bit more about beer. We now have four different pubs meeting each month. Tell us about kind of the target audience for each one of those different pubs and how we're seeking to engage men at the different stages on their spiritual journey Bart. Yeah, I mean, uh, pubs, I mean, the target audience is really any man that wants to have a deeper relationship with Jesus, you know, and whether you're a brand new believer, whether you've been lifelong going to church and, you know, studied the Bible for forever. Um, it, it just, uh, it's it's a place to foster relationship. Um, you know, we when I first was asked to lead pub, we followed the, the format that Ryan 
and Jack Price um, were doing, which we just, we'd pick somebody within the Bible, you know, somebody that God was using in amazing ways and, and see how their life would um, relate to ours. Um, after doing that for a couple of years, we moved to um, talking about sermons. You know, I, it, we would leave Sunday morning and go to breakfast with my uh, in-laws and we would talk about sermon and, you know, just how, how it relates to real life and, and what's going on there. So I thought, well, that's, you know, it's a great way um, just to further the conversation that way and, and maybe take off some of the, um, the scariness of, I don't know the Bible, so what am I supposed to do? Um, so going through that, it, it worked out real well. So um, pub is a group of guys that are invited to a local brewery or restaurant and allowed to drink beer Right. I mean, it's like, hey, come and drink beer and hang out and then talk about Jesus in some form or fashion. And so now that we have four groups, why four groups? What are they studying? Um, what are they different? Or are they all the same? Yeah. So um, Monday and we, yeah, we've we've moved to uh, four weeks. So every week we've got something. Um, um, Monday and Tuesday, we, we continue to talk about the sermon from the week before um, the Wednesday group has moved more towards, um, they're currently studying the uh, mere Christianity by CS Lewis. So they're digging in a little bit deeper. Um, and then the Thursday group, they've jumped in and they're starting, um, digging in deep to the book of John. So again, just, you know, they've got maybe a little bit more deeper, um, for somebody who's maybe a little bit further on their walk. So if you think about chairs, one chair, two chair, three chair, four chair, and, um, the, Fourth chair being that you're far from Jesus in that you're like, life is all about me. But then you go further toward the first chair. So the third chair is like, yeah, I believe in Jesus, but it's really about me and Jesus. And then the second chair, you're really growing. It's like, yeah, it's a lot about Jesus, but there's a lot, there's a little or a lot about me. But first chair is like, man, Jesus is Lord. I'm giving him the keys to everything in my life, time, talent, and treasure. What I see a you doing there with the, the four different pubs is trying to relate to the the guy sitting on each chair, right? Right. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's the most important thing is just uh, having a conversation and and guys that are willing to chat. I mean, at the end of the day, we're we're all on a walk with Jesus. And it's just where are you on that walk? Some of us just started. Some of us are, you know, closer to the end. But having a conversation that's appropriate to where you are. And um, sometimes. Because it can be awkward. I mean, if I'm a chair four, but I'm going into something that's like chair one, you know, and you guys are talking about um, the the book of Concord and how Luther had this <laughs> specific work of justification by grace through faith. And I don't know who Luther, I thought you were talking about Martin Luther King right. Jr. You know, and I'm a chair four and I'm like, oh, this was awkward. I'm not coming back. So the, the value of understanding what kind of guys are you trying to, to invite and what the culture is of that group and really being able to to relate to them where they're at. Correct. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what, what's, what's Jesus doing in their life and how is he showing up? So we give you our manuscript and you draw a lot of questions from that. Another helpful tip for our, in, um, our listeners is Jake and I aren't there. I don't know if you're there all the time, but yeah, we're, never. They've we're never showing up. Well, we could show up if we were invited. I was 13 we years ago. Invited. Anyway, but in many respects, it's good to just have the gifted lay leaders there because people may look at us like we, you know, yeah. we just want to be one of the guys if we show up, but if we show say? up, then they may not speak as much as they are if, if we are, are there. So we're doing yeah, you a favor. We're doing you a solid by not showing up. <laughs> well, it, it is because, um, 
to a point because yeah, I mean, some guys again that that early Christians going to be um, intimidated by having the pastor there. Yeah, you know right. they. You guys put your pants on one leg at a time, right, so it's, exactly. it's you know. Is there any stories of life transformation of other guys that you can think of about they went to pub um, mm-hmm. and it really radically changed their life? How we're talking right about connecting? Um, you know, I I would like to think everybody has, and I think everybody's story is going to be a little bit different. Um, you know, there's a couple guys I could think of that you know they maybe weren't. Uh, I, I don't want to say they were new on their walk with Jesus mm-hmm. or, or maybe not a hundred percent sure uh, what all this was about. And yeah, I've seen them get into relationship with other guys. They are more engaged. I mean, I've had wives come up to me, you know, and again, they're just like, thanks for inviting them. I can't believe, I mean, he's taken a more active role at home. He's, you know, our relationship has changed. He's more involved with kids. Um, and then you've got guys that have, come to pubs for three years. And then all of a sudden now they're leading in different ministries, you know, um, whether it's, you know, I, I know a couple of guys that are now involved big time with uh, the youth ministries and, mm-hmm. you know, Sunday school. I mean, how many men are teaching Sunday school, but we've got a few guys that have stepped up in amazing ways. What I like about pub and another church locally here, Gethsemane Lutheran, I think they call it Bible and Brews. Mm-hmm. So different ideas there, but in men's ministry, we can go to one of two extremes. One on one side, we're just doing fun events all the time. Yep. We're going mm-hmm. to Cardinals games. Um, we're going car to shows. car shows, paintball, uh, shooting guns, whatnot. And that's all we do. We might pray and that's it. And there's no real uh, discipleship path toward maturity for those guys. It's just hanging out. Let's go to the next one. Let's go to the next one. On the other extreme. Yeah, on the other extreme. You don't do any of that. And it's like, hey, guys, come on over. Bible we're going to have some some you know, bland coffee and 6 a.m. in the morning on a Tuesday, and we're going to study C.S. Lewis. What? How, you yeah. know, or Leviticus. What? How do we do that? And so I love pub. Mm-hmm. How about you guys? In the sense that it seems to be bridging both. You're in the community. You're at a restaurant they've probably been at before. Right. That's already taken down the wall of insecurity. Um, and it's an intimate group, less than 12. So it's a small group. And then the, as Tim likes to talk about, you know, beer as the, the social lubricant, social lubricant. You're I mean, welcome. that's helpful <laughs> that, okay. I had a beer. Oh, all right. I might yeah. start talking a little bit. I'm yeah. sure you've seen that where people haven't, they Absolutely. don't open up until they start maybe one, one beer in. Yeah, for sure. So what advice would you have Bart for uh, a church leader? Who's like, how do I get this thing going? You know, that sounds awesome. Just uh, do it. Just I mean, do it, do it at the end of the day. I mean, I don't have a seminary degree. I don't know if you guys realize that, but you know, I don't even, not yet. Yeah. I, yeah, not, I don't, won't. Um, I don't have all the books of the Bible memorized. I mean, there's very few verses I even have memorized. So it, it's, it, it's something that uh, you just trust the spirit and, and do it, you know, find we're blessed. We've got a few people um, within our community that have restaurants, they either work at a restaurant or own a restaurant. Um, you know, we've got, or, or, or friends who've got connections where we show up, you know, we've got a member that owns a, a, a brewery itself. So, you know, it's uh, one of those where we just have a, a comfortable place that we go out and. So you're saying be open to it and yeah. that you don't have to have a seminary degree, have all the answers. You're just working through a talk sheet. You're inviting the spirit into it. Um, and then two, use the partnerships you have in the community. There's people out there that would be blessed to right. have an extra 12 people sitting around the table one night. What else? How do you start it? You got you got the openness to the spirit 
And then you have the openness to partnering with people in the local community. What else? Yeah, it, it just, I mean, don't overthink it. I mean, Jesus is going to be there and, and will just take over. I mean, it, it's, it's not a big deal. And then, um, you know, at the, at the end of it, I mean, it, it's beer is not necessarily the must. I mean, a lot of guys that maybe they don't drink, yeah. you know, are they They're welcome. trying to lose weight or they don't drink? You know, it's just not part of their culture. So you're not shaming them at yeah. all. It's and an invitational place. Yeah. It's not all about beer. You know, I mean, Ed Lamb shows up and he drinks wine. He won't drink beer. He's so. a wino. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, really the, the conversation and the fellowship is, is ultimately the draw. Use beer as the, the um, initial invite because it just kind of takes the edge off. But once somebody shows up, I mean, the conversation and fellowship ends up. Uh, now, I can imagine, thing. though, I mean, you, you try this and then the first one happens. You got you and your buddy that, <laughs> that you one of the 12 you invited actually came. Right. You might be discouraged. What advice would you have for that leader? Yeah. Don't, don't be discouraged. Um, keep inviting a personal invite goes a long way. Mm -hmm. There was a guy I invited for two years. Whoa. I mean, almost every Sunday that I saw him. So we, you know, we, at that time we were once a month and uh, I would invite him. I'd text him and never showed up, never showed up. And then he, he started coming and, you know, some things in his life changed and, you know, he, uh, he wasn't able to keep attending, but he still texts me, he responds. It's like, Hey, I'm really sorry that Mondays don't work. But, you know, and he was one of the guys that kind of pushed us to add Another those other night. nights yeah. because Mondays just didn't work in his life. Many times men struggle to incorporate faith into their life. You've got your church life thing you do for an hour and then uh, the rest of your life happens. So what tips would you share, Bart, for our listeners who strive? And this is where true life comes is living an integrated life where I'm not this person in work and then this person at home, at church, etc. I am the same person absolutely everywhere. So what tips did you share with men who are seeking to live that sort of an integrated life as a Jesus follower? Yeah, it's tough to have the separation. I mean, it's um, then you'd be figure out trying to figure out which one is really you. Mm. So you know, having the integration is awesome. Um, you know, I'm self employed, so it it's a lot easier for me. I don't have to have that uh, corporate structure that I can't say things that I may want to say, or you know, my email signature is um, one of the few verses I do memorize is uh, number six twenty four. The Lord bless you and keep you. Mm -hmm. It applies to so many, you know, um, and honestly, it's just my, my prayer for anybody that's reading it, but, and that's brought some good conversation, both positive and, and some negative, but, um, at the end of the day, it's who I am. And I think it helps people understand who I am and who they're going to be dealing with. Yeah. That is awesome. So that's using beer and having the benefit to the community and to your church to connect guys into a relationship with Jesus and then further their discipleship relationship. This isn't the end all be all pub isn't. Um, but the end all be all is having them connected more to Jesus. And if that can maybe be helpful to you and your arsenal of tools to reach out to other men, we pray it would be helpful. Bart down the home stretch here. We have three questions. We like to ask every participant on the show. So the first one here is what young leaders are you currently apprenticing? How's it going? And what does it look like? Um, well, I've got three daughters, so I pray that I'm um, family first. Yeah, I pray that they're seeing what a, a good leader looks like. But um, you know, a few of the guys I don't want to mention by name because they may not know what's going on. But mm -hmm. there, there's three or four guys that I'm trying to spend time with uh, to uh, 
um, encourage them to see what God's gifted them with and, and, and where they can serve in his kingdom. Um, and you know, it, what it looks like is just, it's an invitation and it's a beer, a coffee, um, lunch, whatever it is, but then being intentional after that, following up, you know, and, and care about their life. It's right. not just, you know, Hey, what can you do for the kingdom? But like it, it going deeper with them and, and learning about them, what, what it is that, that, that drives them. You seem to be a, a guy that when God puts something on your heart, Bart, that you respond quickly, have you learned to, cause this is something I'm trying to, to learn. It's when God puts something or a person or an email text, whatever, it's a person that I needed to connect with. I need to drop everything right then. God, the spirit speaking and, and reach out, set it up, get it done. You know what I'm saying? So is that kind of the way you operate too? God just puts somebody on your heart and you respond right away. I would like to say I'm doing it better now. Yeah. I've, I've, I've had some, but that is something where, um, it work or personal. I just, it, it, somebody will come to mind and I know God's put them in front of me and I, I've started to stop and it'll be just a quick text. Yeah. Hey, just thinking about you or whatever it is. Um, because inevitably if I don't a day or two later, they reach out to me. Yeah. And so there's, there's a reason that, that we need to connect. So I, I've started acting a little bit more quickly. On awesome. That. Readers are leaders. Uh, leaders are learners. So what are you reading right now, buddy? Give us um, a sneak peek into the Bart Hyduke reading. You list. love reading, right? Oh, you both know how Passionate much I love reading. Reader. Yeah, just he's rolling his he's eyes all right day long. Mm-hmm. Um, no, but honestly, uh, <laughs> I am about halfway through uh, "Speaking of Jesus" by Carl uh-huh. uh, Medeiros. Medeiros. Yep. Medeiros. Yeah, it's a yeah. great book. Um, and then on the real estate side, um, I just started reading um, um, "Outrageously uh, Outrageous Authenticity" by Lee mm. Brown. She's mm. a um, leading realtor in, in, in the country. So, uh, and then our friend Eric fish just gave me his book disciple. So I'm looking forward to cracking that open and, and seeing how that can, uh, influence some of those guys that may be, uh, um, led my way and that mm-hmm. I can interact with. Excellent. Um, what is your primary word of advice for the young leaders out there? Uh, don't give in to fear. Um, I've been guilty of that too much, but, um, fear's a liar. I like that song. It is. It's a great song. Yeah. Um, I, I try to listen to it daily, but, uh, yeah, usually we're terrible judge of ourselves. Um, we're overly critical. Um, so, I mean, trust what others seeing you when somebody taps you on the shoulder that there's some, there's a reason for it. Um, I think Marty Elhorn all the time for tapping me on the shoulder and, and seeing me through some stuff, but, um, trust that encouragement. And and really, it's it's not about you. Don't do it for you because you're going to have an amazing effect on others. And um, like you said before, it's not everybody's can have their 150. So um, keep expanding that that 150. You are a guy's guy, uh, Bart. You are a passionate follower of Jesus, and you're a model for a guy that's continuing to learn and continue to invite others to learn right alongside you, your intentionality around discipleship and inviting the everyday guy into a deeper walk with Jesus. It's really, really inspiring, brother. Thank you so much. Many will be, have been touched by your invitation, and uh, I pray many more will be in the kingdom because of just a simple walking across the courtyard and inviting them into the story of Jesus and to let them know they are valuable. So, yeah, Tim, what do we have up next? Yeah, next, I'm pumped for this one. Oh, my goodness. We just got clearance 
for takeoff with both of our wives. Yikes. Oh yes, boy. Nicolette Besseling and Alexa Allman are going to be hanging out with us next time on Lead Time, getting behind the curtain. Um, not too, I mean, I'm using all these things that could be taken the wrong way. Just Behind just the scenes. Behind the scenes our with our family. What's and it what's it like to be a pastor's wife, yeah, kind of living in the bubble of a respective community? And they're both unique women, unique personalities, perspectives, and it's going to be fascinating to have both of them on lead time. You will not want to miss episode 31 next time. Bart, you are a joy. You are a gift. You're a dear friend. And listener, raise up more Bart Hydukes. You can't get enough Bart. I know I can't. Not even close. <laughs> not at all. Bart is my agent. That's right. Bart, thanks for being on the show. And listener, thanks for listening to the lead time beer and the benefit to the community. Start right. your pub group today. Peace. Peace. You have been listening to Lead Time with Tim and Jake. Please subscribe at cglchurch.org backslash lead time. Thanks for listening. Tune in next Monday for another episode.